Happy Hump Day, but more so, Happy Veterans Day. I want to thank each and every one of you and any of those loved ones that have gone on to the big military brigade in the sky. Uh, Thank you for the freedoms that you fight for that we all have and that many of us forget and take for granted. We shouldn't. My dad was a veteran of the Korean War. He was in the Navy. He's no longer with us. Uh, Love you, Dad. Miss you. And all of the veterans, once again, just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart and from all of us here at the only true democracy in talk radio because of you, truly of form by you, uh, you veterans. Happy Veterans Day. In this hour, Ali Velshi is the host of Al Jazeera America's Ali Velshi on Target, a current affairs program that airs weeknights at 9 p.m. Eastern and Saturday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. He joined Al Jazeera America in 2013, a couple of years ago. He was with CNN prior, and he served as the channel's chief business correspondent at that time. Uh, Love this guy. Love having him on the show, and good to have him back. Uh, Ali, thank you for joining us, Ali, and good afternoon. Always my pleasure, Leslie. Always my pleasure. Well, you know, there were people out there who I swear just cut and pasted and and, and copied each other's rhetoric. Who won? Who lost? <laughs> why? Uh, factcheck.org. It's like, how about the things that yeah. were that were not being fact-checked that bloody should have been fact-checked? Um, so let, let's talk about the winners. Uh, let's talk about the losers. Let's talk about, you know, your take, and we'll chat about the uh, GOP debate from last night. Um, uh, for, first of all... Um, Would you say that the winners, as the pundits seem to believe, were Senators Marco Rubio and and Ted Cruz, obviously from Florida and Texas? Uh, Yeah, look, I would say uh, I think the media has decided they kind of love Marco Rubio. Um, and whatever Marco Rubio says seems to be pretty good, and whatever Jeb Bush doesn't say is pretty bad. And you know, I, I think the bottom line is we continue to lose as journalists uh, because I grew up watching debates where candidates couldn't get away with saying anything they felt like saying, either because they were in a two or three person debate where the other candidate would take them up on it and not just use their time to uh, to, to you know spout their talking points, or the moderators would do things. So I, I'm I'm a little worried because. Last Last night, I kept hearing the candidates say things that were entirely untruthful and that would be obvious to a veteran financial journalist like Neil Cavuto, like uh, Maria Bartiromo, and like Jerry Baker. And a few times they got in and asked them the question again or asked them to clarify, but generally they didn't. And I think it's a real disservice to America when we know that millions and millions of people watch these debates and candidates are allowed to say things that we know are untrue and we don't challenge them on the spot. Now, I understand some things are nuanced and not everybody can know uh, the facts on everything. Uh, sometimes these candidates can make up things, and we've got, to, we've got to research what they said. But there are moments in which you can say, that's just not true, or I don't know that to be true as a, as a veteran financial journalist. Can you tell me where you got that information from, Ben Carson or Donald Trump or Marco Rubio? And we don't do that anymore. So the biggest loser is the, the audience, and, and, and the journalists have some responsibility to bear for this. When we heard, um, you know, constant and, and from Rubio as well, mentions of Hillary Clinton and, you know, it would be frightening if she got in. One of the things I felt was lacking, especially by Trump and, and, and by Carson, um, were specifics. You know, I want to make this country better. We need yeah, to bring yeah, this yeah. country so back I, from so dot, I, dot, dot. But there, there, but there were no specifics. And, of course, they're make, preaching to the choir right now. Yeah. I want to make the country better. I want unemployment to be lower. I want wages to be higher. I want economic growth to be higher. I mean, there was one they were carrying on. Who was it who said it? I, I've even lost track of who said it. But somebody was carrying on about how under Hillary Clinton, ISIS has grown stronger. U.S. GDP has gone to 2%. Under Hillary Clinton, who was the 
Secretary of State, by the way. So somehow that's her responsibility. And she's um, no longer Secretary of State, and, and, and she right. and she wasn't president. Yeah. Um, and, all and, no, of these things, but even happened? as president, I, it's, it's just weird that they they sort of take all the bad things in the world, ascribe it or attribute it to somebody, and then don't give you the specifics as to how they would do it differently. And so that's the frustrating part. And, and I must say, the moderators did try. They did try yesterday to say, how would you do this differently? And, you know, when that question was handed to uh, Carly Fiorina about jobs, about banks, she just answered an entirely different question. And that's what they do. And the moderators don't say, that wasn't the question I asked you. I'm really glad that you answered a question about something that you feel strongly about, but it wasn't actually about the economy or what I asked you a question about. And, and I don't know why more Americans don't get frustrated by that. Well, I do. I mean, I thought it was a much better uh, job than CNBC um, it you was. Know, did, you know, without question. And I thought that they, you know, kept the um, candidates from uh, taking over. And, uh, you know, not from it being about the moderators, but being about the candidates. But yep. I, I didn't, you know, I don't understand why Ben Carson stands there and says that Hillary Clinton's a liar and references a private personal email to her daughter. Right. Yet his biography and things he has said you know, as of late in the press are off limits. And if he uses the word scholarship interchangeably with another word that does not mean scholarship, or it wasn't a scholarship he received, but he can target the word terrorism, uh, it, it's just a huge uh, double standard. We're going to take a break right, and when we come back, Ali, I want to get I want to get your take on that. Yeah, I want to get your take yeah, on it, but I don't want to. I want you to have more than thirty seconds to say it. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with Ali Velshi, host of Al Jazeera America's Ali Velshi on Target. Uh, do check it out. It is at Al Jazeera America, and check out their website. You can see all of the stations and channels on your cable services where you can find his show, America.AlJazeera.com. On Twitter, follow Ali at Ali Velshi, A L I V E L S H I. We'll be back right after that. This. Joining us and rejoining us, he's been on the show before, more than a pleasure to have with us, is Ali Velshi, host of Al Jazeera America's Ali Velshi on Target. Now, um, Ali, before uh, the break, um, I had talked about um, – I talked about uh, you know a lot of things, but I, I talked about the hypocrisy with Ben Carson – you know, calling out Hillary as being un- you know, un- not trustworthy and, and Republicans want to tout those numbers that America doesn't find her trustworthy. Why does trustworthiness matter only for Hillary Clinton or for Democrats and not for Ben Carson and Republicans? <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the general approach of some of the candidates, you know, they, they sort of vacillate on the last four debates, whether they're attacking each other or they're all ganging up to attack uh, Donald Trump uh, or they now turn their attention to Hillary Clinton. Jeb Bush made an interesting comment last night uh, when, when the immigration debate came up. If you recall, Jeb Bush and uh, and Kasich are the only two who sort of are prepared to tell Donald Trump that his idea of rounding up people, 11 million people, and sending them away is going to work. Uh, and, and Jeb Bush said, you know, they're high-fiving each other in the Clinton campaign right now because, you know, the implication is they love the fact that that Republicans are having these types of discussions. Uh, I think people get that. I think people get that there are 11 people in that field, or whatever, 14, whatever there are right now, and, and that they've got to get it together, and they've got to get straight answers, and it's not yet about Hillary Clinton. It will soon become about Hillary Clinton, and they can have that argument, uh, you know, the way they want. But I, I found it interesting. Nobody was really going after Ben Carson on his inconsistencies, neither the moderators nor the other candidates. So, you know, I, I think they all sit around and figure out what the strategy is for one debate after the next, and uh, you know, the next one isn't until the next GOP debate isn't until December 15th. So hopefully something shakes down before then. 
Uh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Something's got to shake. And speaking of shaking, how long do you think we're going to see such a large amount of candidates on that stage? Well, so the, 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 the people who are sponsoring the debates are doing some service in saying that if you don't get to a threshold, you don't get on the main stage. Um, you know, there are, there, are, there are four people, five, six people, actually, who are not getting to 2.5% in national polls. Now, the, the shame of that is that in some cases, you look back to the last uh, presidential election, the last Republican primaries, and, and guys like John Huntsman uh, got knocked out. They, would, they never got to that number. You know, they got knocked out really early. Uh, it, it's, it's, I guess you've got to have some way of moderating when you have this many people around, but it is it is hard and unwieldy because the moderators in debates can't ask the same question of everybody, so you don't get consistency in terms of answers. So for, for a financial journalist like me, I really want to hear specifics about tax programs. I really want to hear specifics about employment uh, programs. Everybody talks about how many jobs they'd create. Most people know the president doesn't create jobs, so they, they like to point out that this many jobs they'll create, but they won't really point out how many jobs were created under the Obama administration. I want to hear a real non-political discussion on how jobs are created and how they see that happening. They generally have these large bogeymen that they, um, that they, they, they target, right? Uh, regulation was a big one last night. Uh, Ted Cruz keeps on talking about how the tax code is bigger than the Bible. I hope he doesn't read any Ron Chernow books, because uh, they're also bigger than the Bible. Um, you know, they just sort of—they're just trying out catchphrases, and I—the I, the fact is, the ratings are high for these debates, so people are watching them. But it doesn't really translate into real support for the candidates. The big mystery continues to be the numbers that both Ben Carson and Donald Trump sustain. And the talk in the room last night amongst journalists is: Could Donald Trump actually be the Republican nominee? And most people thought maybe he could. He can't be president, but he can—he can quite possibly be the Republican nominee. Oh, you know, that 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 scares me because I, I do think that Donald Trump would have a good chance against Hillary because of celebrity, because of what I lived through with the gubernatorial mm-hmm. recall election of Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. who nobody ever thought had, uh, you know, a heck of a chance to win. And he did. Um and and then was reelected, you know, after that recall. Um, let's but talk- he still had a he still had a modicum of nuance. The one thing that Donald Trump doesn't have, and and I, there are a lot of things about Donald Trump I admire, including his ability of staying power. But but he doesn't have nuance, right? So to him, it's all black and white. It's obvious why you would rip up the Iran deal. It's obvious why you would do something in the Spratly Islands in the South China Sea. It's obvious what you would do with Putin. The the truth is, in the real world, Leslie, nothing is actually that obvious. And, and when, when Americans are treated to this reality show-like approach to governance, it's really a disservice. John Kasich last night said that. When you are the CEO, when you are in charge, governing is a lot more difficult than the way you say it is. He almost got booed by the audience for doing it. You know, but that's, that's the truth, that there's no nuance there. It's not that I don't like Donald Trump. It's that governing is nuanced. Foreign policy is nuanced. Defense is nuanced. Uh, the, the economy is nuanced. And, and it, you can't be a bull in a china shop about these things. Um, speaking of uh, the top two, well, one, I think Kasich would be better running as a Democrat, honestly. Um, I think he'd make a great vice presidential candidate under Hillary. I, I, I do. I do. I think, <laughs> I think you know, that I, I do. I actually like him, and I like some of what he believes and stands for. Last night he was considered the loser because he tried yeah. to take control of the conversation, and normally being a nice guy uh, became so aggressive and out of character that some people said uh, that, you know, hurt him right, and, it, and it, did it come – 
come off sounding more of a liberal than a moderate. And right now they have to, in a sense, preach to the choir because they're trying to get on the GOP platform. So let's talk, since you like to talk about, and, and your expertise uh, lies uh, very much in, in business and finance. Um, you, you know, some people say that Donald Trump's tax plan caused people to roll their eyes or yawn. It went a little bit far, farther than Republicans have you know, pitched in the past, but it's not going to be an economic improvement overall. It'll just be you know, a tax reformation of sorts. Um, do you agree with that, and do, were you surprised that he didn't come out with more specifics because it was an economic-based uh, debate last night, and um, I, I thought he really showed how his lack of experience could hurt him? Yeah, I actually thought that the uh, that both Donald Trump and Ben Carson uh, got showed up for their lack of sophistication in terms of uh, financial issues. Uh, Donald Trump's tax plan is weird. He'd cut taxes. He has some things in there that are actually uh, favorable to Democrats. Um, he he he's not anti-union. Weirdly, he uh, he has discussed, although he flips flops on it a lot, the idea of a two-tiered minimum wage where you'd increase minimum wage for people who are actually uh, you know supporting a family. He has. Uh, uh, he has agreed that taxes on the wealthy should go up. But at the same time, his tax plan does cut taxes overall and yet increases the deficit quite substantially. Uh, and, and no one seems to be able to make sense with that. Part of the problem, Leslie, when it's a year away from the election, is that guys like me want highly specific economic plans, right? We want these guys to say, let's measure you up based on what you'd actually do. The danger is that they spend their time and money campaigning. They spend their time and money on TV ads and things like that. They're not spending their time and money on developing a sophisticated economic plan because they sort of want to wait to see how this shakes down a little bit. And when you force them to give you an economic plan early, you end up with things like what Herman Cain did last year, 999. Or you end up with these, I don't know how many people last night said something called a flat tax or a fair tax, you know, which, which again, lacks nuance. In this country, if you earn $40,000 a year, all of your money goes toward essentials. Right, so if you are on a consumption-based tax that you you pay based on what you buy, well, that that's you're paying based on 100% of what you buy. When you earn more money, if you earn let's say $500,000 a year, all of your money doesn't have to go to more sustenance. The way I like to describe it is that uh, somebody who earns $500,000 doesn't drink more milk than somebody who earns $100,000 uh, or $50,000. They don't, you know, they they can consume more calories out of choice, but they don't need to. So these are unfair, regressive taxes, and yet everybody just says it, because if you name something the fair tax, sounds really fair. And that's where the nuances get lost, and that's where the moderators do not hold these people to account. I would have loved a question where it says, we've looked at your tax plan, and you say this. But they get away with with not answering questions, and moderators continue to allow that to happen. And by the way, this was the last scheduled economics-only debate, probably until we have uh, nominated candidates. So that's the disappointment. I'm as angry at journalism today as I am at at Republican candidates who don't answer questions. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to some calls, uh, shall we? Uh, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Jack is in Toledo on line one. Hi, Jack. Good afternoon. Oh, uh, Jack's line dropped. Give, uh, give, give us a, a call back, Jack, and also Bob and Callie. Uh, cell phone hell, we understand it. Linwood is in Virginia, line three. Linwood, good afternoon. Uh, comment on hey, the debates last night or question for our guest, Ali Velshi. Well, I love Ali. You know, I watched his show on Al Jazeera. My, America, he's actually the one that got me inspired into studying economics. Um, but, yeah, about the issue with um, last night's debate, 
And Leslie, I'm a black man, and and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to get racial. I'm not trying to you know spell no controversy. But you know, if the if the if the, if the shoe fits, where if the gloves got to come off, damn it all, got to come off. They're speaking to white people. They're not speaking to blacks. They're not speaking to Latinos. They're not speaking to Asians. They're damn sure they're not speaking to the homosexuals and Jews. They're not speaking to us. They're speaking to white people in America who are pissed the hell off that want a Negro is in, in the White House. One, the fact that their country, the things when they look outside their walls, it's things have changed. Not just on a racial front, on an economic front, and they're scared as hell about wow. Damn, look at our nation. It's being run by A, B, and X. What's going to happen to our future? What's going to happen to our views? And we're only, they're only running to the Republicans, and the Republicans don't have a damn thing to really say. These, these white folks look clueless as hell. They have no policy. They have no idea. Just scream fire in the crowded theater, and white folks get excited. Yeah, go get them. But in substance, there, and like Ali said, there is no policy. They're not going to have a policy. It's going to be repeal, repeal Obamacare, no replacement. It's going to be to enhance military spending, go fight a bunch of damn wars, in which mostly poor blacks and poor whites be fighting that war. Our rich white kids get to go to school on the backs of the, of the veterans. Thanks to Veterans Day, they're not getting a damn thing out of it. Thanks a lot, that's for your service. Um, more and more people in more and more people in, on the poverty lines. More people asking for welfare. The welfare service is being cut dramatically. So these folks, they're talking to white people. So why waste? Why keep wasting our time worrying about what these clowns say? Let's just keep them the hell out of office before David Duke and their clansmen show up. Now let me ask you something very quickly, Linwood, and I want Allie to weigh in as well. When you, because you, you did bring about you know race at the beginning of uh, your comments, and and do you? I mean Ben Carson. In case you didn't notice, is a black guy. Do you feel that way about him, or do you feel that Ben Carson doesn't realize he's a black man? I, you know, something interesting happened last night that, that is a slightly different take on this, but it, it does speak to who they're appealing to. Uh, we're covering this refugee crisis, right? All good news people should be covering it. It's a tragedy of proportion that we haven't seen since World War II. And we say the same things about them. Mike Huckabee said the same things about the Arabs last night that we said about the Jews in the 30s. They're not really like us. This is a problem that needs to be dealt with by Germany and Europe. It's really their problem, not us. Our unemployment rate's too high. They're culturally not like us. They don't speak the language. So the Syrian refugee refugee stuff came up early in both debates, the undercard debate and the main debate. And the, the reason to think about taking Syrian refugees, at least three or four candidates mentioned this, is how many Christians that they're, the ISIL is killing. Now, ISIL is killing Christians. There's no question about it. They're, they're, killing killing, they're killing Muslims they're killing, they're more killing than 10 far times. Far more already. Muslims than they're killing Christians. So I, I wanted to think about that for a second and say, so if they weren't killing Christians and there were millions and millions of people streaming away to escape with their lives, that wouldn't be a priority for us. And I thought that had real dirty undertones. And, and uh, you know, the immigration undertones from Donald Trump are, are kind of dirty, too, and, and I'm glad that Kasich and, uh, and Jeb Bush tried to, you know, show that that was the case. But, yeah, there's definitely an audience that they're pandering to there. Um, you shouldn't be thinking about Syrian refugees because there are some Christians amongst them. These are people who are fleeing for their lives. They're like every other kind of refugee we've ever seen, Rwandans and Bosnians and Jews and Vietnamese and all that. They're refugees. I mean, we as a human race believe that refugees deserve our shelter. I think it says so on the Statue of Liberty. 
Um, we didn't say Christian refugees. So there's, there's the, you know, what your caller was saying, and I can't speak to specifically, but I can say that there's definitely a sense of, I know who my audience is, and I'm going to say things, I'm going to recite some rhetoric that appeals to them. That is not what we want or should have out of presidential candidates. If you're the president of the United States, not only are you president of all Americans, you're president of everybody in this country who wants to be an American, who might be here illegally, who's struggling to do so, who's on a visa. You're president of everybody, and by the way, you're probably one of the most important people in the entire world. Being parochial and targeting groups based on ethnicity and, and race, uh, it's not the right thing for a president. It's, it's, it's beneath what a presidential campaign should do. If I were moderating it, I would have brought that up last night. I would have said, what, well, sorry, what's the Christian part about this? Uh-huh, yeah. Well, don't even get me started. <laughs> I, I, I want to be really nasty, Ali, one day and just, you know, be on a, a, raise my hand and say, uh, Dr. Carson, just one quick question. Have you prayed for ISIS today? You know, your enemy is the Bible says since you live your life so biblically. Anyway, I, I'm bad. I know I can't help it. I'm a bad girl. Uh, Ali, I love having you on and we'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Follow Ali on Twitter at Ali Velshi, A-L-I-V-E-L-S-H-I. The website is America.AlJazeera.com and he is host of a great show called Ali Velshi on Target. Check it out. Uh, they do a great job reporting. They really do. And he does a great job hosting with his program. Uh, it airs weeknights at 9 p.m. Eastern and Saturday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on Al Jazeera America.